Yeah, what's good with y'all, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Open Mic Conversations. You feel me? It's your boy Steph, otherwise known as H to the E double L B L A Z R. You feel me? Hellblazer, and man, we got one hell of an episode for y'all today. But you know, I'm gonna pass it off to my co-host, my boy. I'm gonna let him introduce himself. Joey, where you at? I'm right here, my guy. What's good? It's Joey Morales. We back again for episode eight. I remember this time. We are on episode eight, <laughs> and we're going to come back for a very good episode. We got a stacked lineup for y'all, as always. But before we get into that, I'm going to pass it off to our guy over here, Compton. What's good, everyone? Yo. It's your boy, Compton. I know it's been a second, but, you know, happy to be back and happy to keep rocking with these two fellas. So let's get right into this episode. Yeah. All right, all right, all right, boys. Let's hop right into it. First off, you know it's been a minute since we done seen each other. It's been a minute since we done seen the fans. So let's check in, tap in. You know, quick little mental health check. How we feeling? You know, we gonna go opposite direction this time. So Compton, you gonna go first? What's up? Where your mental at? Boy, I've been feeling real good about myself. I've been trying to be productive as hell, and you know, I think it's paying off. I'm more like awake now that I'm going to the gym pretty frequently. Yeah. Dude, I even take cold showers now. Like, ooh, uh, that would get you yeah, right, bro. Yeah, dude, that's a slap in the face to wake you up if you ever need to. So, uh, nah, dude, it's been great. I'm studying for uh, certification and hopefully gonna keep rocking. I'm I'm looking to get back into music too. So hopefully we'll get some shit into that but other than that man life's been pretty well see you know i like compton because he's the only white man i'll let call me boy and i'll just be like i i'm not gonna look at him sideways no the way the way he says boy it it doesn't sound like it's a fucking slave master so we let it slide see no don't do that don't do don't do that that. don't do that i won't i won't (laughs) but nah alex how you feeling i'm feeling great bro uh I'm getting ready to drop my new art. It's like it's coming next week. I don't know exactly when, but like we're at, we're at the finish line, bro. Like we're about to cross that shit. So I am very excited mm-hmm. to drop my new art, put my website back out there, uh, come back to Instagram and social media and shit like that because I've been gone for like like two months now. So it's, it's gonna yeah. be good to like be back and just on be alive again. So that's gonna be pretty cool. Um, yeah, like Compton said, been working out, doing well at work, just keeping my mental straight, keeping everything, keeping everything in line, keeping everything just straight and making sure everything is good. So I'm in a, I'm in a good place as well. And I'm glad to report that. For those that oh, don't know, uh, Stefan is working right now. So uh, if he goes on mute at any point during this episode, he's helping someone at his desk. So, yeah. Appreciate you. You feel me? Try uh, that basically goes right into my uh, mental health recap because, you know, I'm just trying to get these dollars, trying to get these cents. If it don't make sense, then it don't make sense. You feel me? Uh, <laughs> no, man, I'm just working my ass off. I can't even lie to you. I'm working my ass off trying to uh, trying to keep my mental right before graduation. Uh, and yeah, man, I'm just trying to lock in with my boys. You feel me? And honestly, the only thing that's been keeping me sane is the music that I have been playing, which perfectly goes into our next joint. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. I gotta ask, we get into our new favorite segment, Rotation Recap. So, uh, honestly, talk it. Alex, tell us what's in the Rotation Recap. All right. So, recently, I've been listening to a lot of Vince Staples, uh, Summer mm-hmm. 06. I've been fucking with that album a lot. Been fucking with the self title and, uh, Magic as well. Wait, was that what the last album was called? No, Ramona Park Bow My Heart. I was in the Magic yeah. off of that. Yeah. But yeah, I've listened to those three albums a lot. Uh, Arm and Hammer. I'm just getting hip to them. Uh, I've only listened to Haram, 
with the alchemist, but like everything mm-hmm. else, I haven't like I'm not like at that point yet. But that that album with the the head, with the pig's heads cut off, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy because like that album cover like deterred me from it for so long, and I was like, why do I want to be listening to this shit? And then I listened to it, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, yeah. They like you know what the. F- we know what the funny thing is. Sorry to uh, cut you off, but I did not realize that Billy Woods was a part of Arm and Hammer, and I listened to way more Arm and Hammer stuff than his solo music. Really? Like, yes. Damn. So, bro, the only, like, aside from, like, you, a few other people, and, like, my producer for the main part, talking about, yeah, Billy Woods' last album was like that, da 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 I was like, alright. But the Arm and Hammer, the Arm and Hammer Alchemist shit, that shit is immaculate. Nah, dude, I, I'm very glad I got hip to that. Um, listen to Mock Army, but like that's kind of normal for me. Uh, so it's not like anything I can like really report on. Uh, I've been fucking with this new Mayhem Lauren, Madlib, and DJ Mugs project, Champagne for Breakfast. I sent that in the group chat for y'all. And yeah, I got a whole Yeah, dude, it's it's pretty cool. I'm fucking with it. Uh, I I'm hit with a little bit of Mayhem Lauren. I hope I'm saying his name right. I think I'm saying his name right, but yeah, I'm listening. I, I listened to like a couple other. I listened to his project with Derringer uh, a while back, but I never really came back to it as much as I think I should have. But this new project is I'm I'm fucking with it. So I'd say that's a pretty genuine recap. Maybe a little bit of Tribe Called Quest sprinkled in there, but those are like the major things that I've been listening to recently. So I'll pass it off to Compton because Stefan seems to be busy right now. Uh, well, I've been hopping back into Tyler a lot lately, um, nice. and you'll see why in a little bit with one of our discussion topics, but, uh, yeah, dude, I mean, call me, uh, call me if you need me, and then, um, fucking call me if you get lost, boy. Always, call me if you get lost, boy. Call me if you need me. Call me if you get lost. Yeah. Um, and then Flower Boy, those are always like those are my top two albums of his. And then you know, like Bastard and Goblin, fucking love those. Um, I'm if you know me, you know I'm a huge Mac fan, so Mac's always in the rotation. But specifically, Good I Am. I was listening to that album yeah, pretty much all dude, the way through on good. repeat. Fucking love that album. Um, and then uh, what else we got? We got some. Um, oh, I finally listened to the fucking Hip Boy album. And I'm so mad at myself for oh, yeah. taking so long to do that because that is immaculate. I love that fucking album. Nah, um, Surfer Drown yeah. definitely go crazy. And then you know we got some random stuff sprinkled in. I, dude, every time I say this, I feel like I bring up some other weird genre I'm listening to. I've been listening to classical music a lot, like orchestra and like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fucking with it. it. I'm fucking with it. It's calming. It's so nice in the morning. <laughs> No, my mom does that shit, dude. Like, she'll be like, I'll like, she'll pick me up sometimes, and like, I'll just be like, you listening to classical music? She'll be like, yeah, it calms me down. I'll be like, yeah, dude. Honestly, it'd be like, and dude, I mean, yeah, if you're a producer, listen to classical music. You'll find some shit to sample. Like, that, I listened to, I was on the way back from the gym today, and there's one song came on, and there's this one fucking, uh, like, bar that they had, and it was literally just like perfect for a fucking beat. Like, like just loop perfectly, and I was like, "Oh man, if I had my, if I had a recorder right now, I'd just do it." But yeah, no, that's what I've been listening to. All right, guess guess to close it off for rotation recap. Let's get right into mine. Uh, 
Kenny Mason, like always, has, yeah. of late, has been in my rotation, specifically Russ. Uh, Kiss and Tell by Mike Dimes and Drew Kenji. Amazing, amazing fucking single. Uh, it's been in my rotation a lot. Dog Tooth, <laughs> just like Compton, I've been listening to the estate sale and shit like that. Because let's, let's, let's be honest, Tyler has one of the most relatable bars of 2023 on that shit. When he says, she can rob my face. I don't want nothing in return. Like, her body count, who she fucking, none of my concern. Like, <laughs> we munches out here, bro. bro. It, <laughs> it, gentlemen, gentlemen, if you don't eat your girl's pussy and expect anything in return, I... Mm, 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 we're grown out here, boys. We're we grown. not do it, not that ass. <laughs> we are not children. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh my god, that's funny as hell. So, what else has been what else has been on repeat for me? Uh, fuck, City of Stars by Logic off of uh, yes. the Incredible True Story. Yes, yeah. And I then love that song so much, bro. We talked about this a lot in the uh, group chat uh, off camera, but I've been on a heavy, heavy, heavy uh, Wu Tang binge lately because uh, mm-hmm. the show was in its final season and. I love that show, and I was sad to see it go. So I've been listening to a lot of Wu Tang Forever, Thirty Six Chambers. Uh, I have officially decided that Inspect the Dex verse on Triumph might be one of my favorite verses in hip hop ever. Mm. Yeah, so that's one of them. And uh, see Dex. That oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was gonna say Deck is still slept on to this day in my mind, but. Absolutely. Another topic for another day. <laughs> another topic for another day for sure. We'll but not. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone, someone jot that down to the side. But not. Nah. C. Castro's uh, solo shit has been on repeat for me. So like Jamarant and Focused, I've been playing those a lot. Nice. That's fire. Yeah. I'm trying to like cut down my rotation recap because I'm like, damn, my, mine always end up being the longest. And it's like, shit, I don't want to like take over. <laughs> it's, uh, All right. But yeah, I know one thing though. If you ever want to check my shit, my playlist, right? My playlist, you're going to find the hidden gems, you feel me? No basic rap caviar type shit. And you know, that actually leads me right into our next topic because, you know, we talked about that rap caviar documentary that dropped a couple of weeks ago. The, the boys, boys done finally watched it. We finally <laughs> tapped in. Mm-hmm. And honestly, gentlemen, I'm gonna leave it up to y'all. But first, let me just say, what was y'all? What's y'all favorite? Who was? What was y'all favorite episode? Let's start with that. Uh, dude, mine. Honestly, just because of the message, and I would never fucking expected it. The Polo G episode. Because oh, I was yeah. not a Polo G fan. But I loved that fucking message that they had in that fucking uh, episode. Same. I'm a like I'm a polo fan, and like I already knew the type of time he was gonna be on. Uh, when like they were showing him in the trailer. Every time I see Polo G, I can't help but think about when I saw him live last year, and he thought that the University of Maryland was the University of Baltimore. That's a separate story. That's a separate story. Like anyone who's from the DMV knows. Two separate things. I don't know how you fuck up that badly, bro. Like that's that's a pretty bad fuck up. Yeah, but that's a whole separate occasion. But um, no, I do think it was very dope. Uh, of him, I think this might be the most introspective I've seen him, and it reminds me of like 
when I first got into polo, like around that like finer things kind of era, like when he was first popping off for real, for real. Yeah. But so it's nice to see him kind of like reflect on so much because if he's gone, he's gone, he's gone through some shit, bro. Yeah. I like that they were really like to hear from his dad too. Yeah, real shit. Just diving into his life in general was like really like eye opening because like I really. I don't like listen to Apology as much, so like I wasn't like really familiar with like his come up and like how much he's been through, like living in Chicago and coming up in like that world. But like being able to like go into like his mental and like see like how he really thinks about stuff was really just like enlightening. I guess it was really cool to see. So I'm glad they like took that angle with what he uh had to experience in his life. It was nice to see all the kind of Chicago artists uh, talk about him for real, for real. And then somehow the game was randomly just thrown around the episode. He was like, in a couple the game. episodes, yeah. They were just kind of like, oh, just, just throw the game in there somewhere. <laughs> just sprinkle them in. But he always had something to say, so I wasn't, like, mad at it, because he always had something that was very, like, on point with whatever they were discussing. But, uh... I feel like everyone yeah. had, like, a lot to say, which is, like, their contributions to any episode. Like, just everyone that was involved in this was just, like speaking their like mind and like had like a lot to con- to contribute to like the message or like the insights like the industry or just like anything that like was revolving around that topic and like their experience with it themselves i just feel like everyone was just on the same page of like we want to make this like a really good documentary and i just yeah everything came together really well yeah i'm not gonna lie bro um this is such a random fucking side note from this but if they do the Freaknik documentary, like how they did this Rap Caviar documentary, it's not going to be as crazy as people keep saying. It's, it really isn't. But that's a whole whole other side thing. Uh, it's going, going, back, going back to this actual uh, doc, uh, I think, bro, I got I to gotta give props to Carl Sherry and the whole rest of the team that was involved because they had a great way of mixing artist perspectives and like commentator perspectives and like people and like actual like so and like actual academics who have like taken a lesson and learned uh who like can speak on like the greater socio context the greater sociological uh concepts of everything that you're talking about yeah and so it was cool seeing people like ari melber in there who is one of my favorite like he ari melber is one of the few white men who i will actually listen to whenever they talk about hip-hop Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. So like he he's that dude for me. Uh, seeing Melissa Ford in there, who if you know you know, especially with the topic that she was talking about about the oversexualization of women in hip hop, like she was like like she's like on the superhead level of like video vixen. So to see <laughs> to see her kind of like look at look back and like see like how. She's talking about how it's affecting this new generation of girls who are all in the camera and how it's affecting girls coming up and also how she saw it from when she was a young girl. It's completely wild. Mm. Like Speaking on that episode, like I love how they, the way that they went around that is they took a neutral stance and just asked questions and they made it very like, for me at least, it allowed me to like actually think about the topics they're talking about while they're discussing it. And not being like, well, this is bullshit because women are oversexualized or like they should be doing that because they're twerking. No, they're just like, well, what is like, is this oversexualization? Is it like X, Y, Z? Like, I really do like the way they went around it because it it also allowed for the message to be brought out more clear and like, yeah, um, for sure. 
yeah, it was just, I, I think this is just really well done. And I hope a lot of people go and watch it because it does open your eyes to not only the artists that they're talking about, but the subjects they're talking about too. Yeah. I will say though, this uh, documentary definitely gave me a whole new respect for Coyle Rank. And I, first off, let me start by saying, I did not realize how many hits she had uh, under her belt until she started listing them. Mind you, the hits are not like musically speaking, the hits are not for me. But well, I can I, at least objectively she has like a catalog of like songs that like people know and like can say that they oh I love her for this song I love her for this for that song like she has a catalog that people can go to so exactly and whether or not I and whether or not uh they're for me that doesn't apply but I will say like what like starting off the episode with like all of the like Twitter comments and uh, tweets and everything like that and especially when they were talking about her double XL freestyle I was like damn. She really was like she was the flamed, inter- bro. <laughs> she was the internet's like play toy for like a year, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was so easy to just like throw her under the bus or just be like she was garbage, she was this, she was that, she looked fucking like this. She like just yeah, everything that the episode was speaking on was definitely facts and it was very easy to like see her as a target in the industry, yeah. you know, just someone to pick on. And, like, I'm not going to lie, I might need to go, like, I need to go, because I'm not on Twitter like that, so I definitely need to go back to my Instagram archives and see, like, did I say some dumb shit? Because it's so, it, no, 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 like, not, not even on some, like, oh, let me take this back and, like, cover but on some more so, like, okay, let me take accountability and be like, yeah, this, this is what we're not doing now. Yeah. Uh, I feel like yeah, I was doing that when we were talking about it in the uh, episode, we were, like, giving our opinions on it, because I was, like, what the fuck does Coyle Ray have to say about the rap industry? And then, like, I watched the episode and I was like, oh, shit, like, this is a person that has her own perspective and, like, had stuff that she had to deal with, with, like, people's expectations, like, uh, their just ridicule of her for just being herself and just everything that she had to go through in the industry. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she's just a like, person that, because I'm not really familiar, with, I don't listen to her at all. I know, no. like, players because they played on the radio but like mm. if i if you were to tell me if you if someone had a gun to my head said name three quarter race songs i'm dying bro i'm sorry like i'm done the thing is that i could okay, okay so the funny thing is i, I could, could do it, it but like, y'all know me i listen to everything yeah it's, so it's like, yeah but like in saying yeah. that i feel like i kind of invalidated her to make it seem like she doesn't have like a voice or like have experience with like being in the industry when she's clearly a person and a figure that's mm. been able to make it here regardless of like how i think of her music or like the fact that her name like the fact that her name is in our mouth so much that she's exactly. relevant right she has a voice exactly so it's like she has something to say and they they definitely focus in on that with that episode Go fans of music, as fans of music, and also like you know, we have this podcast. It made me like really think on like as fans of music, we do need to just shut the fuck up sometimes. Like your your opinion of what they look like or like what they do does not fucking matter. So like, why do you say it? Like, like just let them live their life and give them like like praise, unless the music's just absolute shit. Like, yeah. if it's bad, then it's bad, but, like, Coyle Ray has some really fucking good songs. I'm not a fan, but, like, she still has good songs, so. Yeah. yeah. She has her audience for sure, and you have to respect <laughs> her on that. So it's kind of like, mm. Mm. I ain't gonna lie, that No More Parties remix with Dirt, that's that's my <laughs> shit. That's my really? shit. That, no, that's... I'm, I'm only doing shit that's going to make me elevate. This nigga know the lyrics. Oh, man. Oh, man. 
Okay, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't like the original version, but when Dirk got on that bitch. <clears throat> I, I feel like, for some okay. reason it just worked i'll say this bro i when i was first like hearing her name i thought she was just another girl that was going to come up off of like other niggas and getting features and like when she had like her trendsetter mm. album come out it was like it had like Hello a features. billion features on her bro and i was like okay i thought it was i thought it was gonna be like another trippy red thing where it was like she can't create an album on her own but like mm. it's, it's very funny, funny that you mentioned trippy, trippy. Yeah, because that's like the thing that I, <laughs> we have to reference now, where it's like this nigga cannot create an album on his own right now, bro. So no, it's, it's not, not even that. that. It's, it's the fact that, that like when, when I, was I was first introduced to Coyle, right? That's how I was introduced because she dated Trippy for like a brick. Really? <laughs> yeah. When was that's this, how, bro? This was like 2016, 2017, something like that. But like, I was not so she dated Trippy like when he was like first popping her phone. That's how I uh, first learned about the Coyle Ray. Because they were actually the funny thing is she has a good she has a good ass verse on uh some trippy joint that I cannot think about right now. But yeah, he he even has like songs dedicated to her. There's Trippy has a song called Lorraine talking about uh their breakup and everything. Oh shit. I was not yeah, so, hip at all, bro. Yeah, that's how I got hit. And so uh it's, nah, well, I was definitely. I think that she's done a great job of separating herself from that because of the fact that guys like you don't even know. Um, but nah, I think she's. Nah, I think she's grown to become an insanely dope figure and insanely unique. Because if I like, regardless of what you think about her music, speaking from an artist perspective, her use of like her vocal inflections. I'm not saying it's Kendrick level, but it definitely sets her apart from everyone else in the game. You feel me? As soon as I said Kendrick, I was, I was you saw like, that reaction, bro. You saw that reaction. He said, "Watch what you say now." Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think vo- I think vocally, she's got one of the more distinguishable voices out right now. Definitely. You can hear a Coil the Ray song and know it's a Coil the Ray song. So for sure. But uh, oh my god. That's funny. It's on the way. Just I want to keep yeah, dude, my eyebrow rose. Yeah, I want to <laughs> keep this uh, more organized. So let's uh, let's start with episode one, and then we'll try and like work our way down like the list and like see instead of like jumping around. So I bet. Uh, so we start with Tyler. Yeah, dude. I would say that was my favorite episode because that was like the most inspirational for me. Like starting off with like seeing his come up and like how he had to like beat the odds of like being the weird nigga on the side, you know what I'm saying? Like, everyone knows Tyler's, like, story by now. So it's, like, mm-hmm. seeing this was nothing new, but, like, getting an insight to it where, like, he, like, t- locked in with Pharrell after Cherry Bomb and was, like, nah, nigga, like, I'm gonna, like, she, like, figure out how to, like, create music and, like, songs and shit, and that's how he got Flower Boy, like, knowing that, like, he really, like, locked in and was, like, no, I'm gonna push myself to, like, get to this point. That's really cool. Especially after having an album where it's, like, it wasn't received as well with Cherry Bomb, and then to go to, like, one of your most artist-defining albums with Flower Boys, it's really cool. This motherfucker said, do you like house music? Do you like house music? Music you can buy a house off of. That's, dude, that, that, I heard that, and I was like, yo, these niggas, like, on a different, like, plane. Like, they, uh, they, they think about this shit differently, bro. Like, it's, that's crazy. Dude, is a goddamn genius in this game and i'm like so glad that he took tyler under his wing too because like those that that pair right there unbeatable and like look what tyler did he won two fucking grammys already with this guy yeah back to back like 
seeing like the come up from just like bastard goblin to being mm-hmm. for people being like, what the fuck is this? This isn't fucking hip hop. Who the fuck is this nigga? And then to be like, nah, I'm getting Grammys now, bro. Like you, like you gotta fuck with me now. Like it's like it's impossible not to fuck with me now. Like it's fuck exactly like, dude. And it's not even like he's doing it for their uh, validation. He's just doing him, and it's like, yeah, like I'm, you're gonna validate me, and like I like that you're doing that, but like I'm not doing it for that. Like I'm doing mm-hmm. it because this is what I want to fucking do, and this is how I want to present myself, and like I want to inspire like a generation of children to be able to do the same. So it's like. Yeah. No, yeah, it's time to start making music now. It's the time. <laughs> yeah, dude, nah, like, like, I was looking into myself with, like, with my art and, like, what I want to do with, like, my creation, my creative uh, process and shit like that. Just, like, being able to push, like, push the grain and being, like, yo, I'm going to try, try and, like, do what I want to do and, like, influence people to a point where it's, like, yo, this nigga really honest on him, you know? So. Mm-hmm. It was really inspiring for me just to like see someone be able to do that and being able to stick to their guns and being like, no, I'm going to do what I want to do and actually see it pay off. It's like, it's cool. It's really cool to see. Yeah, no, real shit. And, and like, like, fuck. I, the thing, the funny thing about like all the episodes in this documentary, but specifically Tyler's, is the fact that like I remember all these moments very clearly. Yeah. It's like, it's like growing up with that shit. Yeah, so, like, I remember, fuck it, oh my god, Alex, you might actually remember this, too. I remember when Cherry Bomb dropped, and we got off at that shitty-ass bus stop, fucking Raul, uh, this is a throwback, fucking Raul. That's a name drop and a half, bro, oh my god. Shout out our bus driver, Raul, from Northwest, bro, that's crazy. Real shit, dropped us off, dropped us off at home, and then it was, and then literally... All the fucking neighborhood kids. So shout out to my man Quincy. Shout out to Isaiah. Shout out to Charlotte. Shout out to everybody that was in the hood. Motherfuckers turned on Cherry Bomb. And as soon as I, oh my god, as soon as I heard the brown stains and darkies, bro, the the brown stains and darkies. That to that to me is still a top five Tyler song of all time. Jeez, I was top like, oh, five really different. Just because of the sentiment, sentimental reason. Okay, that's okay, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> and then. Uh, maybe like a couple years later, seeing uh the C- remembering when the see you again video dropped again, walking home from that shitty ass bus stop, <laughs> and then like Igor came out my freshman year in college, so like I you could see the shit like the shift is like insane for real, for real. yeah going then, from flowerboard like, going from flowerboy to Igor it was like a big shift where it was like oh this nigga really like. He doing something better now. And it was like, yeah. yo, like, I thought Flower Boy was the peak. And then it was like, Igor came out and we were like, oh shit. And then you, you start trying to figure out what's up with the wig. Like, why is he hanging out with Tracy Ellis Ross? You try, try to yeah. figure out, is that fucking Charlie Wilson on the fucking, like, all that bullshit. Like, you feel me? Like, that whole era was so cool, bro. Like, and then for that to win a Grammy and people being like, that's not even really rap, bro. It's not hip hop. Why isn't it pop? Like, that, that whole controversy with everything, bro. Like, that was. But the, Okay, so let's 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 get into that. Let's get into that just a little bit. Yeah. Cause let's be hundred percent honest. They only put they didn't put they didn't put him in album of the year because this motherfucker is black. They they subjected him to rap album because of that. They were just like, we don't know what to fucking do with this. We see a black face on, just put in the rap in uh, hip hop and rap. Like that's really all they did. No, that is. And so, and so, as if you ask me, 
That, that motherfucker took home album, album of the year. I don't care what the fuck he says on the Grammy website. That motherfucker took home album of the year that year. If he won album of the year, I really wouldn't even have been mad. I would have been like, oh shit, that's fucking fire. Who won album of the year that year? Uh, that, that was, was like, like 2019, 2019, right? Let me check. I think yeah. it was Khaled. Oh, no. No, no, that... We, we talking album, album of the year, not rap album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was uh, Billie Eilish, When We All Fall Asleep, okay. Where We Go. That, that That's valid, too. I'm not going to cap. But, uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm not that mad at it. Yeah. Man. <laughs> let me double, let me double check. When did Khaled win album then, of the year? If it was, uh... If it was 2018, because I might have been getting the years wrong, uh, which one Igor was up for. If it was 2018, it was Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves, in which case, what the fuck is Casey Musgraves? But, I don't even uh, know who that is. Yeah, I think she's a country singer, that's all I know. But, uh, regardless, either way, if it's Billy, kind of out, but Tyler, and then if it's Casey, I. Tyler did his shit, bro. That's kind of how we're really trying to get our point across. Like, he did his thing with that shit, so. Yeah, and, and like, like he should have at least been in the conversation, conversation bro. He should have at least been in that album of the year, like overall, all genres, like conversation for for because like I don't know. Either way, the way to see this motherfucker evolve, and you hear me, I think you've heard guys heard me say this on the podcast before, bro. How excited I am for this new Tyler era that seems like we we're about to be entering, bro. He's like, like just finishing up calling if you get lost now, dude, with the uh, estate sale. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's, once we get into this new era, bro, uh, like the motherfucker, did, the motherfucker brought gangsta girls back. What the fuck is he gonna do next? Yeah, <laughs> this motherfucker don't miss. He re- <laughs> this motherfucker don't miss. He ushered a whole new wave of that shit, bro. Because like now everyone wants to do that shit, and it's like, yo, like that shit really back now because of Tyler. Like you have to, you have to fucking credit him with that shit because no one would have been doing that shit if he didn't bring that back. So. Mm-hmm. Hey, shout- Shout out to DJ Drama though. Uh, I'm really him. I'm, no, I'm really like that. The album is fire. He <laughs> Drama is really like that. I'm sorry. No, for real. <laughs> shout out oh, to uh, shout out to Compton's album of the year. Uh, the fucking DJ mixtape. Hey, oh my god. Hey, that was unreleased. <laughs> he fixed it. He fixed it. <laughs> he said we went, we went back and changed the list, bro. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. That that's still funny as fuck to me. Uh, oh, I, but I still think it should have won. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So <laughs> episode two. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Bro, what the fuck? Let me say with episode two, bro. The beginning of it threw me off so badly because, like, mm-hmm. going from. I'm so inspired right now. Tyler wants me to, I want to create the best art I've created in my entire life to go in to hear fucking, I like fucking sucking dick. I like popping my pussy. Yeah, I fucking like my shit way. I like that long dick. I was like, okay, bro, what the fuck oh. is going on? Like the shift was so like crazy. And I feel like they did it on purpose where it was like, these are two different, uh, stances in hip hop and like this is like two different like perspectives on what's going on here. So like to go from like one to the other to like two extremes pretty much is pretty cool. Cause like yeah. once you got through that initial like okay we just like we like talking about our pussy we do pussy rap and shit like that. You got into like the actual story of like the empowerment and like the actual like reason they do this. It was actually like this is interesting. Like Compton said early in the episode they took like a pretty like neutral stance on it where it was like why do y'all do this and like what does this mean for y'all? So it was like mm-hmm. It was really cool to see that. 
Also, let's let's let's, let's talk, talk about it. Uh, pussy rap, poochie rap, whatever, poochie mama rap, whatever the fuck you want to call it for real. For, yeah. Uh, you got. Let me say one thing. I'm gonna start this off. I know myself personally that I definitely throw some shade. I know I've definitely thrown some shade on the city girls. I will recant that. I will recant that. And I will specifically recant any shade I've thrown towards Young Miami. Because the way how she held that shit down for two years, two, not just one, but two years while uh, JT was locked up. And I didn't even know that like she was pregnant at the time. I didn't see the uh, City Girls documentary of when that shit dropped. But like, nah, like she kind of got it. Like she, I, she has to have my respect. Yeah, like being able to hold it and then, down while your partner is in jail while you're pregnant, bro. Like that's like baller status. That's like nah, all the odds are stacked against you, bro. Like especially with like the media telling you to quit and being like, oh, you can't do this. You're pregnant. Oh, your man's locked up now, bro. What the fuck you gonna do by yourself? And then to fucking continue to keep moving forward and to keep doing these shows, bro. Twerking on stage while you pregnant, dog. That's crazy. <laughs> I was like, yo! I said, Carisha, I'm done. I'm done. But no, no. and also, uh, I do gotta... Mm, I do gotta say, like, the same way how... Because I'm not sure if you saw it, but Complex put out a list of, like, oh, these are the top, like, journalists in hip-hop right now, da, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And people were bashing Carisha's spot on the list. But I'm like, first of all, <laughs> this motherfucker, she's a pretty good fucking interview. Like, if I really have to, like, be completely honest, she's a pretty cool interview. And she's, uh, especially her Lotto interview is really, really dope. But y'all motherfuckers openly, openly welcomed uh, Joe Budden his first year when he was uh, interviewing this shit. But then y'all want to go ahead and bash Grisha. Like, I, that had to, that, 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 that didn't sit right with me when I really, like, analyzed that shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But I do gotta say I got I got mad respect for the city girls. Uh, hey, bruh. I will say though, I did find it funny when they were showing footage from uh, the act up video, and I think it's Carisha next to Lil Yachty, and Lil Yachty's just looking at Carisha. I think Lil Yachty was looking at Carisha like, "Damn, it's funny. I really wrote this." <laughs> when that shit came out, bro, we was like, "Oh, so you was on some zesty shit, my guy. You was feeling yourself. You was feeling yourself when you was in the studio with them, bro." But here's the thing, though. I, I can't. I can't even be like. This is so weird. I apologize for the. Uh, I apologize for the turn. But you can't even be mad at Yachty, bro. Because I know the publishing checks is him. That shit is an anthem. That shit is an anthem. Not for real. You 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 can play act up in the club at a function right now. Everybody's still catching us. Everybody's catching us. That intro is very powerful, bro. Like I feel like everyone knows that shit, whether you want to or not. Like everyone, everyone knows that shit. Especially when the beat cuts on, it's like, okay, I know what song this is. Like niggas, mm-hmm. niggas, no, niggas know what time it is, bro. We know what time it is now. Nah, as a, as a man, I just gotta, I just gotta go back. I just gotta go back to the wall. Let, let them have their time. Once I hear that real loud, bitch. Oh yeah, I know. He's yeah. like, all right, you know what time? Yeah. Oh my god. But no. <laughs> Shit, I just, I really, I think this episode was the most fun, in my opinion, because, like, hearing Carisha say, what's, no, hearing the interviewer go, what's one thing you want everyone to know about the city girls? And Carisha just goes, we really don't give a fuck. One fuck, two fuck, three fuck. And then JT's just like, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, okay, they on some, okay. <laughs> they, they homies for real, though. They're reading each other's minds. That's how you know. No, they, 
Yeah, they, they are, are like, like real, real, real friends. friends oh, the same type of timing. <laughs> oh my god! And I'm so happy that like they didn't talk about JT's relationship with Uzi, Carisha's with Diddy, because that could have been the whole thing. And I'm happy that they just kept it was it. focused on like them. them. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, to them, and also the other female artists in in Coochie uh, Rap. Yeah, because uh, when Meg came through and she was talking about WAP, still got one of the funniest lines in this whole documentary. How you mad about WAP when you came from this WAP? Like, yeah. And that, it's crazy because that's a valid point, bro. Like, that's like, it's for real. You came from one, so why are you mad? Nah, because, like, when, every time they play that goddamn Ben Shapiro interview about uh, and him breaking down the lyrics, bro, while I do find that shit funny and I found it at first, now this shit is just blatantly like, it's very blatantly like, all right, you need to shut the fuck up. Like, I always do is scared of women, bro. Like, especially like <laughs> black women. That nigga gets no pussy, and it's very obvious. So, no real shit. Like, I promise you. Like, like I look at Ben Shapiro all the time. He is a living NPC. He is yeah. a living NPC. Screams virgin. Yeah, it's, it, dude, it does. So it's kind of like. <laughs> who who gives you the right to even talk about this shit, bro? Like, they, I like the message that this episode brought up where it was like, this is empowerment for women. And if that's what empowers them, why are you like trying to hinder that? Because no one tries to stop niggas from talking about what empowers them. Like, I got this car. I got this amount of money. I fucking do this <laughs> shit. I like, I'm able to speak for this generation. No one's mad at that. But what a woman starts to talk yeah. about what makes her happy and like what she likes to do. And the dick that she likes to suck is kind of like, okay, now we have to put a stop to this. And it's like, bro, like niggas talking about fucking all these bitches out here. But when a woman talks about fucking niggas, it's kind of like, whoa, 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 what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, whoa, yeah. Calm, <laughs> calm down. What what the hell is going on? You know? So it's like, you can't, you can't have that double standard, bro. So I'm glad that mm-hmm. they were able to like talk about the empowerment and like the, uh, just the feeling that they get when they're talking about that shit and how it's like, it's better for them. So that's cool. Nah, no bullshit. And like, it's really, it's really fucking wild, bro. It's re- like, n- no bullshit. It's insane to me. I can't like, cap, bro, because I was definitely a person where I was like, why do women feel the need to always talk about sex? Like, I was definitely in that category of people where it's like, they doing too much, bro. But like, if that's the the fucking, <laughs> they have a literal sub called pussy rap, bro. So like, if this is really what they want to do, this is what they want to do. Yeah, sure. and it's the thing, like. Alright, we like this might be the weird to say because let's 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 address the elephant in the room. This is an all male podcast right now. Yeah. Like, let's get this out the way. Respectfully, we need to step the fuck back. We need to step the fuck back in commentary like this. Like, let's. I I will defer to I will defer to the female homies and let y'all deal with that internally. However y'all want to deal with that. However y'all want to rock. What what y'all say? Go with it because. We've seen so much in the past year and a half that when men get in women's conversations, that shit mostly ends historically down bad. Yeah, so. This shit isn't made for us, bruh, so. Just an episode that teaches, it should teach men to shut the fuck up. Real shit, no. Essentially. Real deal, Holyfield, but... I will say one thing. I took back a lot of takes uh, in that second episode that I had before. One take I will not take back. And I talked about it uh, when we were talking about the trailer and reviewing that shit on the last episode. 
I'm not taking back the fact. Why the fuck is uh Post Malone that Roddy Rich episode? I don't give a fuck if they homeboy. I don't give a fuck if they was on tour together. Why the? No, I'm not taking that shit back. In fact, I'm standing ten toes down. I'm standing twenty toes down on that bitch though. Fuck. <laughs> Seeing, I think that was, I think that was my least favorite episode for real. Like, yeah, I just right, like they off the gate, they were just it was funny as shit because they were just like, damn, this nigga some shit, like off the rip, bro. And I was like, damn, like I, they they came in hard on that shit, bro, because like off, like they were just like, yeah, Roddy Rich has like had his up, he had his one up, and then he had like, his down, so it was kind of like, damn, bro. <laughs> And the thing is, like, I completely, I completely understand, because, like, motherfucker, you go diamond off your first shit, like, what the fuck, like, there's no, like, in terms of sales, there's no higher fucking accomplishment. Literally. <laughs> you won. What else do you do? You fucking, like, exactly, you fucking won. You, you have achieved something where, like, if you leverage this right, your peoples can eat for a long-ass fucking time. For a lifetime, bro. Your, your grandkids are going to be eating off that shit if you play it right, bro. Exactly. And so, now, um, I do, I do like, like as a, a uh, speaking from an artist's perspective, I have a hundred percent. I have always said, bro, if, if there was a way where I could just drop my shit and not be on socials to promote and still get that shit track tracking, oh, I would do that shit in a fucking heartbeat. And I feel like that's the dream of like every artist, where it's like I just want to do what I do and like not have to deal with anyone else, bro. Real shit, because I'm literally, I think maybe like two minutes before uh, I watched the Ronnie Rich episode, I was bitching about the algorithm because. Uh, if anyone's gone to my Instagram at HelloBlazer301, I got a Connie Diamond open verse on that bitch, and I got one on my TikTok as well. Then I think that is the hardest verse I tried, the hardest open verse challenge I've tried to do, and the hardest verse that came with it. If you watch that bitch, I killed that bitch. But it is my low, it is my lowest performing one, and I'm like, damn. And it's probably all because I didn't do all the things that quote unquote like. Fucking please the algorithm, all that bullshit. I was like, Urgh. but regardless, when we talk about the relationship with artists and social media, it's a lot of motherfuckers who couldn't step in the booth. Let's talk about what motherfuckers do in the booth. Because I don't remember the hate that live, uh, fa- live dot whatever the whatever the fuck the second the sophomore has. album. I don't even know what it's called, bro. The fast one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the mother- like, yeah. The shit that. Yeah, the shit that sounds like the fucking subtitle of a Fast and Furious movie. But yeah. <laughs> no disrespect to Roddy, because I actually do have joints off that album that I do like genuinely fuck with. But here's how I remember that hate being so fucking quick. Shout out to my man Sosa. Shout out to my man Brax. He was in the car right after my man Brax had just graduated. Uh, and we was listening to the shit for the first time. I remember this because that album came out and Shmoney came out. I think that's Shmoney by Bobby Mur- by Bobby Shmurda. God damn it. Words are hard. Came out that same fucking weekend, bro. Yeah. We had listened to Shmoney. We was like, okay, Bobby back. He got a little hit. It's, it's cool. Uh, and then we finally listened to the... We, then we finally listened to the Live Life Fast album. And the way how motherfuckers play one song in that bitch and turn that bitch off... I... No, 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 I I distinctly remember this shit, and this is like this is no bullshit. And I realized that I had to like check myself as a consumer when I look back on this moment. My man Sosa turned that shit off after like one song. It was like, nah, this shit ass, bro. And they got straight on IG. Really? No, real, like just no like bullshit. talk about it, huh? Just to, like talk about it, or yeah, Damn. just to talk about it. 
Like, I remember, I remember us being in the car outside of the fucking sheets. If you're in Frostburg, you know exact, you know exactly, know what, exactly I'm about. what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, we was, we was on the left side of that bitch. And he turned, he turned, he played the intro, played maybe like one more song, then just shut that bitch off and said, nah, this shit not it. I was like, you're not even going to let this shit really play through. I don't even think I listened to the album, bro. I remember. I remember it dropping, and I just seen, like, niggas talking about some, what the fuck is this? And I was kind of like, okay, I really wasn't even that deep into Roddy Rich, so I'm not even going to fuck with that. And then I just, like, steadily remember just the decline of just, like, the respect for him. And then niggas talking about some fucking, this man said, and then kicked. And I was just kind of like, damn. I was like, damn. No, but let's talk about it, because, like, when you have, like, first of all, I I think that every artist genuinely fears the sophomore slump because i know i do i'm scared so, of that shit right now bro i'm coming up with my second art drop so like, i'm i it made me think and i was like damn bro niggas really gonna fuck with this new art that i'm dropping because this is my sophomore drop and i was like i don't know how people are gonna because like the second because my first one went well i would i would think so so like to come back mm. and do it again is kind of like okay what is this man really gonna be on so it made me think about myself so <laughs> not real shit and so like it really makes you, it, it really does make you question yourself and i can only imagine like you come off a diamond fucking release you come off an album that went fucking crazy because let's be honest that little er kept the lights on in atlantic for a long ass fucking time so it's crazy that that shit was a whole like just wave it wasn't even a trend it was a wave bro like everyone was doing that shit the motherfucker beat up the motherfucker beat up selena gomez like, like, it was a whole fucking thing. thing. Yeah. Like, so, coming off of that, and you have all this momentum, there's also so much of a need and a leverage to satisfy that it really makes me think. If I if if an artist that wasn't Roddy with that momentum he had, had dropped that shit, would we have really called that shit ass, bro? Mm. Like, that's got me thinking. It makes you think, bro, because like, if there's someone else, or like, if you have a certain, like, Thing attached to your name people are gonna eat up whatever you do so mm-hmm. for like roddy didn't only be coming off of like coming off of a diamond single off the first like album it's kind of like okay what are you gonna do next and if you don't exceed expectations not even only meet expectations if you don't exceed them niggas are gonna call it trash bro so it's like no, if this was art if this is already a person that was established in the industry we would have been doing the same thing so exactly. exactly. Well, like, yeah, yeah. I, I wish. So for this episode, I feel like they could have chosen anyone else. Like, I, I to me, it sounded like Roddy was just kind of whining. Cause like, yeah, it was his sophomore album was quote unquote bad. It's still topped. Like, I think it was number four on the charts. Yeah. Still. But like to me, it was just like, yeah, bitches are complaining, and Roddy's not happy about it. But there are so many other artists who have dealt with a lot worse on social media. Koi Leroy, literally the, the, like two episodes later, her fucking social media bullshit she had to deal with was way worse than Roddy, I think. Yeah. So, like, I'm not gonna go let this man. I'm not gonna let this man get, get off from saying Koi Leroy. I wasn't trying to interrupt. But I'm not gonna let this man get that off. I was gonna let it slide, bro. I was gonna let it slide. No. You always call me. <laughs> no, it's because I don't want anyone getting on our heads. Yeah, true, true, true. Uh, but shit. Yeah, Corey Leroy definitely has done with a lot more. So I don't think this motherfucker's whole statement. 
I totally I forgot what I was saying, too. <laughs> you no, were talking about the momentum because, of, like, uh, yeah, yeah, the mental health it, of just, like, other people in the industry has definitely been, like, there have been more severe cases than Roddy. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I just, I'm also just not the biggest fan of Roddy. Like, the box was the box. Like, you can't get away from that. But, I mean, they, there's just so many other people they could have chose for this, and I think it would have been a better episode. But if you get rid of the Roddy portions of it, I did like how they went into, like, the mental health aspect of just being an artist and, like, dealing with the social pressures especially if you're an introvert like if you're introverted man it is a test every single fucking day to be an this artist one, this motherfucker's debut album is called please excuse me i'm anti-social why the fuck would y'all have him on social media like this <laughs> oh my god i gotta let me make sure i'm calling that right but like either way you get the fucking points like his whole he came out his whole brand. Yeah, please excuse me for being antisocial. Yeah, you got this motherfucker on Instagram. Yeah, 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 Oh, like, I really, I think, oh my God, because let's, let's be completely honest. If we really want to talk about what labels are at this point, they are a bank. They are a bank because they give you the capital needed to push and put you on platforms, et cetera, et cetera. It's a business, yeah. Exactly. So you're telling me you couldn't just it, motherfuckers needs motherfucker. The artist does not always have to be the marketing team. Let's be completely honest. Mm, elaborate. Well, the artist does not always have to be the marketing team in the sense of like, son, if we being completely real, not every artist needs to be all up on their phone, pretending to be extroverted, making sure that uh, everything is going on and happening and being uh, in this you know, to, and being so present. Because at the end of the day, motherfucker, one of the best things about some of the albums that we loved from back in the day was the fact that that album was the only update we got on these motherfuckers' lives for real. There was a mystique. There was a presence. When Jay-Z dropped the Black album, motherfucker, the only thing we knew a little bit beforehand was that that shit was going to be his last album. Yeah. Like, supposedly his last album. We all know that he ever tired shit. Regardless of all that, like, the shit is insane. Like, not every not every artist needs to be this goddamn present. You like it shows a laziness that you're willing to sacrifice an artist's mental health and like real like interior core just so that way just to do some work that you have whole college grads with degrees in marketing and all that bullshit to stop them from doing their job. That was valid, bro. That was that was fire, because like in the past they were like they had like whole album rollouts without without the artists even like popping out because like they they wanted their secrecy they wanted their privacy like the whole like like Dr. J was talking about it he said he wouldn't even survive on social media today because like he doesn't like he likes the secrecy of like creating an album and just putting it out he doesn't like being in the forefront or like, he didn't like it back then he wouldn't have liked it back then he said uh, when he was coming up and like putting his albums out like his in his early career so it's like. It can happen. You don't need a fucking TikTok hit for something to be like valid, bro. Like, you can do shit without it. So it's like to have like, like you said, just like putting this person in at risk of like losing like sleep and like uh, fucking up their mental health because you want album sales when you could be doing other things to do that. It's kind of like, okay, bro, like where do your priorities really lie here? 
Well, first off, let's be completely honest. Dr. Dre was survived social media because as soon as the motherfuckers started talking about Mr. Lay, he was left. Secondly, um, he's showing up to their house. He's not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was oh, sorry. That was a really good joke. I was like, let me get this off. That might also just ruin any chance of me being in the studio with Drake. No, Drake that, that, that has broken. It's like anyone in that in that space where it's like I don't want to be on social media. Like it's just kind of like you don't need to be. So you can yeah. you can have a drop without like that being the the main reason as like why you're like dropping. Real shit. And so the thing is like again. So especially when we talk about social media and mental health and shit like that. I think, okay, Compton, to your point, I think a doper example would have been Summer Walker. She's been through the, like, Yo, she was dragged. Yeah. She was dragged for two years. She's been getting dragged now for being related because of that little sexy red girl, the, uh, my coochie pink, my booty hole brown. That girl is her whole girl. So she's getting dragged for that. No, dead ass. Like, I'm, I'm so and mad so, that I know what y'all talking about because my coworker <laughs> told me that shit. And I was just like, why am I even listening to this right now? Because I don't have TikTok and I don't use that shit. So for me to even know what y'all talking about right now is like, oh my God, that means it's gotten to me too. <laughs> but, but not so like, oh my God. Anyway, so I, but the, the dumb thing about it, and the reason why I say it, she would have been, uh, not necessarily, but she, she might have been a more suited example for the point that they were trying to make because LVRN, her uh, management company, they set her up with a therapist when all that shit happened. And then when all that shit was going down, they decided to set up all their artists with therapists. And like, in terms of like the so, in terms of like the marketing and shit, we've seen with the black since I have a lover shit, they have innovative marketing techniques that get the name out there. Because remember, uh, when I was talking to y'all and we were speculating when Black had just dropped the album. He had, he had the little fucking corner boys, boys, the little water boys, boys hand out roses instead. instead. Like, like that was, was a dope. Ta- that was a dope tactic. Yeah. Like so. I don't know. I say I say all this to say, bro. Like, switch out fucking marketing seems to work for to all the labels that might be here. Because personally, myself, there's no like when when I get to the same stage as a Roddy, a Summer, or whatever. I say when. Oh, yeah. There's no, no way. <laughs> There's no way in hell you are going to shove a phone in my face because I'm supposed to be trying to work on a goddamn like album of the year contender and be like, hey, bro, I need you to do this dance or hey, bro, I need you to, like do instead of saying, hey, bro, I need like what like, the fuck? Like, I, like I'm trying to like work and like do my own shit. Like, I don't got fucking time to be fucking dancing on TikTok and shit. And also, you don't. And also, I don't have the time to listen to all these fucking voices. One of the things I hate. I really do fucking hate this. Is uh, there are two, is when there are too many cooks in the kitchen. All those comments. That's another cook in the goddamn kitchen. That's another fucking opinion that you're worried about. The only opinion that I, the only opinion that I should be worried about in the studio. Again, speaking from our perspective, is myself, my fans, and my A and R. That's I'm good. Anything else? Fuck them. Respectfully, fuck them. So. Just I put think, your marketing teams to work. I think they definitely yeah. had better options to pick from Roddy, but I think his he's like the perfect example of what the worst could happen from a sophomore slump. So I think they were taking that angle from it where it was like mm-hmm. this nigga is yeah. the prime example of like 
what what could happen. Like this is like the worst possible outcome that could happen for you to go from being on top to like niggas like dissing you like every other day to the point where you had to leave social media. So I think they could have been going yeah. to that angle, but I definitely do think yeah, there are better point. options. What do you say, Compton? I see, I see, I see that, that point. point. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense, sense now that I think about it. Yeah, because, like, he's the... Yeah, dude. And then it was... <laughs> it was funny as shit, because, like, they were like, oh, he came back with Feed the Streets 3. It was well-received. They didn't say nothing about how it sold, how nothing about... They didn't show no tweets about that shit. They were just like, what it was well-received. He did, he did it. it and okay. I was like, bro, did he even really do that? Did he even really come back for real? Because, like, <laughs> niggas... I, my... my uh, when I remember from when he dropped Feed the Streets 3, niggas was just like, it's okay. Like, he's just kind of doing... Like, he's phoning it in, I guess, but, like... Uh, the thing about it is that, um... Because <laughs> I remember... I remember we were all talking about, hey, do we want to review Feed the Streets? Because I think it dropped on a, a recording week. And I was like, damn. Now, I fuck with Roddy. I fuck with, I fuck with the singles that come out. But I was like, do I really want to listen to a whole project? I definitely not, want to start like, a whole project, bro. Like, that's a lot to ask. Especially when you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over. It's kind of like, okay, bro. Like, I get that you're trying to, like, make money off of this shit and you're, like, scared to take any step outside of the norm because of your last album. But at the same time, it's like, dude, niggas ain't trying to hear the same song over and over, bro. And, like... Come on. Uh, oh my god! All right, All right. so we've been kind of dragging this out a little bit. So I want us to, I want to speed run us through the last three episodes, but I do want to touch on some of the uh, major points because we talked about Coiler for the big one. We talked about uh, Polo a little bit and the mental health shit. Speaking of which, uh, for Polo specific, for Polo's episode specifically and RSL mental health, they talked about Chicago a lot, a yeah. lot. Yeah. In this fucking episode, a lot of shootings yeah. and a lot of just like things that were happening in Chicago. Yeah, but yet the one person who I really want to hear speak on this shit because the more I think about it, I have not yet. I have yet to hear him speak on this type of shit. Where the fuck is Sosa? Where the fuck is Chief Keef? Uh, speaking on any of this shit, like that's yeah. the They had his music really in the episode, but they didn't like have him like actually talking about anything. I don't know if they couldn't get in contact with him or like this. Like he didn't want to be a part of it, but yeah, they like they brought him up. Yeah, I would, I would love to hear his perspective. That that is Drill's father. Yeah, <laughs> not literally. I would love to hear his perspective on this shit. And uh, going off of the drill shit, bro, to talk about the last episode. Um, respectfully, just very, very, very respectfully. And I say this from an also semi naive point of view, because to be honest, there's a couple of things that I am not all the way aware of when it comes to specific person I'm about to say. But respectfully, fuck Mayor Eric Adams. Yeah, yeah, I feel like his whole take on like the like drill music in general, I was kind of like, bro, you really don't get this shit, do you? Like, you just you seem to be like just an outsider, just like brainwashed or something. I don't even know what the fuck his problem was. I will say, uh, <laughs> this shit reminded me that all skin folk are not kin folk. You feel me? Yeah, like I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, you don't even sound like you. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the hell? Like, like, do you know how? Like, do you know how fucked it has to be for Mano to step in and be like, "All right, bro, maybe, I, maybe this is the time where we start letting letting other perspectives come in on and talk about your shit." Jesus, you gotta have five other men come into your office and be like, "Listen, motherfucker, check yourself." No, for real, bro. How to fucking educate that man? Yeah, and the thing is that, like, 
I remember when that drone meeting happened. Like, I remember the videos being, the videos and the pictures being posted. That shit, they tried to paint that shit like, uh, I'm not sure if you guys have ever seen the pictures of like, when Ludacris, J. Cole, and Common were at fucking Obama's. Like, they really tried to paint it off like it was. Oh, like, yeah, I, yeah, I remember that shit. Oh, my God. And the thing is, like, we still to this day see Dro being. There's a there's a uh, this motherfucker. They act like the war is done. No, this is ongoing. Yeah, it's it's, it's very far from being finished. Young Thug, the perfect fucking example that they brought up too. That's you. They made a, they made a very good point, bro. Where it's like they're using song lyrics and like what they're saying in their music in their art as evidence. Because there's such a lack of evidence that that's all they can rely on, and I was like, "Damn, that's actually valid, bro." Because if they had nah, like, nah. if they had video footage of like you killed this person, they wouldn't even give a fuck about what he was saying in the songs. But because that's all they have now, it's like, oh well, he said that he did this and he did X Y Z in a song, so it must be true. Is you know like, the one uh, punch? You know what the one-two punch on that shit was? What, uh, I can't remember who the fuck said it in, uh, no, when Ari Melber said during that episode, I remember, this was a fucking bar, I can't even lie. Uh, when he said, we just saw Johnny Depp go to the trial. Did they bring up Jack Sparrow? No, deadass! I was like, yo, this nigga spitting, bruh. I was like, yo, that's actually crazy. Nah, shout out to Ari Melber. Like I said, that's one of the few white men who, when he talks, alright, I'll open my ears. Yeah, he, yeah, that was very valid. Can we, Can we talk, talk about, about that white man, man who was reading them fucking lyrics, though? Oh, that was funny, though. So. <laughs> slime shit. He said he is the king slime. I was like, oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> the king slime. The king slime. <laughs> he killed that motherfucker. Yeah, dude. Like, it's... Oh, my God. And then it's just like insane. Killer Mike's contribution to it as well. I feel like he was just like mm. hearing him talk, bro. I love that shit. So just having his perspective on everything there, that was pretty cool as well. And just like no, his experience with Mike, it, bro. huh? Shout yeah. out to Killer Mike. I fucking love that guy. Shout out Killer Mike. Shit. Shout out Run the Jewels. Um, mm. You just hearing him talk about like fucking social injustices and stuff like that, stuff that he's been through, just being like followed around because you're just a black rapper and they know that they, oh, if he slips up any point, we're going to fucking arrest this person because we know that he's up to something. He has to be up to something. He talks about it in his raps and it's like, okay, bro, this is a person that I've created. This is a persona that I just, and I live and this is like a person that I have created. Yes, but like, I'm not out here fucking putting a gun in your mom's mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just like a rap lyric that I, like I wrote. To make it like a fucking people would be screaming that shit in the club, you know what I'm saying? So it's like for you to like just they, be, and they, what's up? They like literally brought up the Johnny Cash lines too, where he's just like, "I shot a man today, killed him dead." Like, dude, like, what? Why? Why isn't he arrested? Why exactly. isn't he brought to trial? Exactly. They, they see that and they're just like, "Oh, it's a white man, so it's fine. It doesn't matter." But like as soon as a, they see a black face. It's just like, oh well, he's he's dangerous. He has to be doing something. We have to follow this person around. He has to be doing something wrong. Like he, it's 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 in their nature. Like, that's literally what they are portraying. And it's kind of like, okay, bro, like, can y'all fucking relax, please? Like, this is no, this is art. This is black art. This is what we are trying to create. This is what we. This is like a part of our environment type shit. We were getting that as well. So it's kind of like, come on, bro. Like the. The real eye-opening thing to me was when the game came in and he was talking about how he's getting followed by the, like, the rap police 
Like, he couldn't even go to the fucking gym and play basketball without them sitting in the fucking bleachers. They're just, like, like no, lying in wait, bro. They're just, like, we're waiting for you to fuck up because we know you're going to. And it's like, okay, bro, can I just fucking live my life as a normal human being, please? Yeah. Look, look, look. The way I say it is, like, the game is only dangerous at a basketball court if Justin Bieber is nearby. If you know, you know. Oh, but... <laughs> Respectfully, when they brought up uh, the game, no, 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 that's just my rap alter ego. Uh, they tried to give me with a Rico. I was like, first off, that's still that was still freestyling in my opinion. Secondly, that shit it eloquently says everything. It it, it basically summarizes up everything, and then going from that. Going into shout out DMV, shout out Big Flop, shout going into Cappy. Yeah, like, that was tough. That was tough. First off, that song already is just hard. Like I've said, like I had that shit on repeat since that shit dropped. But the like the fact that we have to go to such lengths to just illustrate the fact that like, bro, some of this shit is rap cap. We are storytellers. Yeah, literally. Like they want to take everything we say like so literally. They want just just I feel like they're just like they only listen to it to try and find something out of it. They don't even like appreciate the art for it. They're just like, what can we get out of this that we can use against this man? And it's kinda like, okay, bro. Like that wasn't even the fucking point of what I was trying to do with creating this. So Richard, uh Alex, if you can, right here, just put thirty seconds of uh capping. Because that shit cranked. If you ain't listen, go listen. That shit cranked. I got you. I don't do none of that shit, I be rapping, I just be capping, I just be rapping. I don't wanna smoke with a motherfucking soul, I ain't in the streets, bitch, I don't get active from me for me. I ain't got ops, no niggas stop, you niggas can have it. I ain't no drug lord, never seen a brick or bust open a motherfucking package. But nah, uh, fuck. Real quick, is there any, like, last minute things that anyone wants to get out about the documentary? Because like I said, we have kind of been dry. Um, good. You also watch it if you have. <laughs> yeah, definitely tap into this. Uh, there were some very inspirational episodes. There were some very enlightening episodes, educational episodes. Just like, just a very well created documentary. You know, I'm glad I watched it. So I definitely recommend that you type in. So, Russia, if, you, if you like uh, it, you should uh, definitely. It, it definitely just opens eyes and changed my points of views and a lot of shit. So, real do. Yeah. Um. Last thing I want to say about the Ryan Rich episode, the, basically, if you want to know how I feel and how I feel about all that shit going on, the way how uh, I was summing it up is by a great quote from Royce the Five Nine: "Man, I wish I would let a nerd who work at Interscope in a kit in a coat by Kenneth Cole consult consult me about my image, bro." It's that simple. Jesus Christ! Fire fucking bar. But nah. Uh, with that being said, y'all. Please do go ahead and check out the Rap Caviar documentary. Shit is fire. Shout out to Carl Sherry and everyone else who uh, was involved. Y'all did a great job on that shit. And please, 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 Hulu, do not fuck up the Freak Nick documentary. And if you got any footage of my mama, don't put it in that joint. Oh, wow. Oh. Nah, 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 okay. We're, 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 we're random side notes since I made that joke. When I found out that they were doing the documentary, my mom was in college around the time. Like, I'm sure a couple of y'all were. Was. So, of course, I hit, I hit her line. Because I saw a video talking about... Hey, yo, mom, mom, do I got be in the documentary. <laughs> so, I hit her line, bro. And I was like, hey. 
and there's no chance I can see you in this documentary, right? Because I know because my mom was like, like, like I don't know. Tell me what I, I, I was hoping that she would just go immediately say no. But tell me what my mom said. I don't know. You'll have to watch and find out. Said, no, that's crazy. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, no. <laughs> I've never been so hurt. <laughs> Oh my god. That's crazy, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, Alice, can you introduce this next topic, right? Because I'm still, I'm, now I'm, I'm still traumatized from that. No, that's crazy, bro. We, uh, we were talking about the rap caviar. Now we're going to go into some new faces, some safe faces. Fa- wow. Some faces that are coming up in the new era. Uh, we're going to be talking about the new double XL freshman, uh, list. And we're going to be doing a fantasy draft style type of uh thing that we came up with so uh everyone knows right, that right. the last wait no i got it i got it i got it i got it, I got it. so right, you got it. <laughs> so that everyone knows there is a 10th spot that the fans get to choose who is going to be the 10th member of the double xl freshman class but we decided to take it in upon ourselves to have a fantasy style draft for each of us to have our top five people from that uh top from that 10th spot category and be able to have our own lineup as to see who uh, we think is going to be the best and have our squad. Stefan, explain this, please. <laughs> all right, all right, thank you. Because I was like, let me save this motherfucker. Right. So basically, everyone knows that the link that they put out, half people vote for, is supposedly for the 10th spot, even though we all know it's bullshit and these are all the people in the running to begin with. So with that being said, what I decided to do was, hey, we to be completely honest with you all as fans, we don't really like talking about the double XL freshman list because just look at any of the just look at any of its areas of relevance. Let's be completely honest. Uh, however, shout out to Vanessa Van Satin. If you're looking for the 2024 double XL freshman list, please consider how blizzard. But uh, with that being, with that being said, uh, I thought it would be cool if we did. Well, the guys thought it would be cool if we did a double XL fantasy draft of of picks to see. Which to to make our own fantasy squad of what we want the double XL freshman list to look like, and of course we'll have you guys pick on our Instagram story to see who had the best fantasy X, fantasy double XL freshman list. Sound good? Yeah. Mm. Right. Everyone understands based off of our two explanations, but yeah, we're just gonna do a fantasy draft of the tenth spot options, and then we're gonna go from there. Yep. So what's that being said? Uh, we never figured out who was going first, so we're just gonna decide using a random number generator. So everyone's gonna pick a number between one and ten, and whoever's closest to a number that the generator picks will go first. Uh, Alex, you pick your number first. Between one and ten. Uh huh. Two. Alex says two. Compton. Seven. Compton says seven. I will split the difference, and I will say five. Okay. Now, so everyone knows that I'm not bullshitting and I'm not cheating. I will flip my camera. <laughs> bro, I'm begging I get first pick, bro, because I, I need it. I need first pick. Hey, y'all can I need the, it. No, 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 no. All right. Compton, I mean, Alex is at two. Compton is at seven. I'm splitting the difference and I say five. Let's see what the generator says. That damn generate. The generator no fucking five. shot, bro. That was the worst fucking outcome. Dude, Stefan knows the most about this fucking list. <laughs> Bro. That was that dude, Compton, that was the worst outcome that could have happened, dog. 
right. No, bro. Right, can right. we get? Can we do a reroll, please? Dude, it's a fan. Oh my god. All right. All right. To appease the masses, we will do a reroll. No, then I, no, because the fan knows the most about this fucking list, bro. And he has he he said he already knows what Compton and I are about to do, bro. So for him to have all the power with the first pick as well, that's too that's too much. That's too much. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all, right, all right, all right, but we're gonna pick, we're gonna we're gonna pick your numbers. We're gonna pick your numbers. That's all I ask. Alex, pick your new number. So, fan, if you win again, bro, you got it. But I just I had to step up and be like, dude, I cannot fuck with this. <laughs> Uh, I'll pick four. <laughs> you had to call a flag on the play? Not right. that ass, bro. Alex has nine. Alex has four. Compton has nine. Fuck it. I'll go eight. Between one and ten? Let's see what the generator says. No way! Alright. <laughs> this shit gotta be rigged. You rigged this shit, thing. bro. No way you rigged this, bro. You saw the generator. Nah, not as rigged, bro. <laughs> oh my god. You saw the generator. I didn't click shit. Nah, that's crazy. This house is a prison. Nah, bro. I just lost all my fucking picks. I just lost I all my picks. Alright. So who's the, wait, wait. Stefan goes first, who goes second, who goes third? Uh, Y'all can decide for second and third, I'll go fuck. No, do the, do the number generator again. Alright, fine. Between one do and five. Do it between one and five. five. So it's, uh, do it between one and five? Yeah. Alright, fine, we'll do it between one and five. Compton, uh, are we sticking with the same numbers or new numbers? What you want three? Alright, Alex, what you want? Two. Two. Okay, Alex got two. Compton got three. Between one and five. Camera up so that we all can see I'm not bullshitting this. All right. Two. Okay. Okay, I can live with that. I can live with that. I can live with that. All right, the white man's going. <laughs> the white man goes last. All right. So, fan, can you get the first pick out the way, please? Just off the board. I... Go ahead, go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. Let me... Wait, 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 wait. Alright. Whenever y'all are ready, let me know. Alright, we got the noise ready. So, we man, need. your pick can be in. First, First off the board, board. give me Kenny Mason. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I fucking knew it. Anyone who knows me knows I am a Kenny Mason stand at this point. I've loved everything he's done this year, and I think that he definitely needs to be on the list. So, there we go. Kenny Mason was literally everyone's number one, bro. So I just get that out the way. Just, just get out the yeah. way. Yeah. Just get out the way. Alex, Alex was your first spot. Oh, let me take notes on all this, actually. Yeah, I'm taking notes. I'm like crossing names off on my list. All right. <laughs> all right. With the first pick, no, the second pick in the first round of the OMC fantasy draft, Joy Morales selects Mobby. Ooh. Really? Ooh, okay. Yeah, we, yeah, that's a curveball, isn't it? Uh huh. Nice. I've been fucking with his music recently, bro. Cause I, I it was crazy. Cause I told them originally I only knew fucking Kenny Mason, Ice Spice, and Gorilla. But I actually like look, I looked through the list and I was like, oh shit, I actually know a couple more of these people. So I've actually been listening to Mavi like on and off every once in a while. And he's uh, I fuck with him heavy, bro. I fuck with him heavy. So I'm actually 
going to take it as my first pick. I have a lot of faith in him, and I think he could do something really cool. So, I, I, I. Compton, you ready? So, you know, I know uh, this gentleman I'm about to mention is a is a often mentioned in this podcast. So you know, I gotta scoop him up now that no one got him. I'm gonna go with motherfucking Mike Dimes. I mm. throwing dimes out every day. So it's the double MLG. Shout out to Mike Dimes. Gave us our first intro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking about drafting him first, but yeah, I'm fine with not having him. Same. Because in the second round. <laughs> He's cool, but like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool with uh, my pick right now. All right. In the, sec- in the second round, I got to go with, you know, someone who, you know, he used to have a silver tooth, but he was just a puff, you know. He's always got the Glock tucked under the big T-shirt. I got to go with Armani White, Billy Eilish, baby. Get- Fuck. Damn it. Give me Armani. He was lower on my list, but even still, bro, that was a pick that I was kind of relying on towards, like, the back half because, like, yeah. This shit gonna get tough after like pick number three, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm nervous, bro. Yeah, no. <laughs> Armani White is cool, bro. I, I fuck with some of his songs. Armani White is, is, is lit. I haven't followed him for years since he did some team backpack shit. Ever since he dropped Stick Up. And so I'm happy to see that he's finally getting his recognition. Plus, let's be honest. Goaded was a dope single, and Denzel possibly mm-hmm. gave, you know. Feature verse of the year, yeah, possibly. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, let's. Alex, come on, G- give me a second round pick, bro. Hold on, bro. Let me think. <laughs> Let me consult the team real quick. Let me consult the team. He's meeting with the team <laughs> strategists. Hold on, we get, we gotta fucking get this shit right, bro. All right. I'm just about to start doing some different shit just to fuck with y'all. Hey, bro. <laughs> In the second round. My second pick for Team Joey Morales is Central C. Ooh, really? Yeah. Ooh. I'm fucking Apple. with him. I'm fucking with him. Uh, he How got can that, he be homophobic? Think... His bitch is gay. <laughs> I know the homophobia kind of go crazy on Doja, bro, but we got we kind of <laughs> ignore that. The star power is still there, and I'm fucking with it. So I will take him in my second round. Uh, I think he can go really far. I just don't know if... Uh... Yeah, dude, the nigga already got fucking, like, what? 22 million fucking monthly listeners on Spotify, bro. He got some. He got something cooking. So, plus, it's it's the first international pick of the draft. Oh yes, yes. He's from <laughs> London, right? Yeah, yeah. So, shout out UK All right. for real. All right, so, I'm gonna go with another first pick of the draft. We're gonna have our first female draftee, Glorilla. She coming in hot. You know, we. I got a scoop. Bro, she was she was literally next to me, bro. This might be the one time that Compton snakes you. God damn, fuck you. I saw no one got on the second. I was like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. Dude, it's crazy because I was I was saving her for the third. I was saving her for the third. I can't cap, but I fuck I slept on her too much. Mm-hmm. You can't sleep glow. That lets me know that this motherfucker. I gotta get this motherfucker now. Bro, I have like no fucking picks left. Like I have no picks left. In the third round, first of all, let me double check and make sure that I got this. I got double check. Yeah, in the third round, give me Ice Spice, bro. Fuck, dude, no! Fuck! Alex's team is falling apart. Bro, I have, I dude, I have, dude. Oh my god. 
Holy shit, dude, this is bad. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> Holy shit. First of all, this is this is already weird as shit because I'm trying to think. Look, these ciphers would be so fucking weird. Yeah. My list, my list can kind of. Well, I don't even. Uh, fuck, dude. I would, I would like, like to hear Mavi on the UK drill beat. That's what I'm That's saying. <laughs> okay. Um. My, you, my you list is You want me with your charges? I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the charges right now, bro. We, we, we thinking. <laughs> uh. Fuck it. Give me cash, cash, dummy, bro. Oh, pick it up. Really? We going, the DMV. we going fucking DMV, bro. We got to represent. Okay, okay, okay. Let me find out. All right. Cash Dobby in the third round. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm not as familiar with his music, bro, but we fucking, we fucking with the uh, DMV, bro. So I got I to gotta pick him up. Got to pick him up. My list oh, is in man. fucking shambles right now, bro. I'm not even going to cap. Moving forward, my picks are going to be very random. Uh, I'm. Hmm. Fuck, man. This is tough. This is, this is real tough. I gotta meet back with my board, dog. Like, I gotta fucking regroup right now. <laughs> There's one on here that, like, I think they got potential, but do I want them on my squad? Like, ah, fuck, man. Come on, Compton. Alright, fuck it. Toby. Okay, okay. okay. This one needs to stop stinking me, but I. Bro, I'm in your head, bro. Dude, I have no picks left. <laughs> you thought you were in my head. I'm in your. Compton is showing himself as a fucking underdog in this shit, but like. Oh, he... I promise you, I was going to take Toby the fourth. You fucked me with ice, man. Oh, shit. Hello. Uh, in the fourth no, round, Compton, you fucked both of us with Glorilla, bro, because I, I really was saving that for the third. I thought I was going to make it. It's all right. It's all right. Because in the fourth round, all I got to say is, look at me. Who she want to be? Call me Freaky T off the leash. Give me T to Corinne. Jesus Christ, bro. Alex is having existential crisis right now. My listen, dude, I don't even... I genuinely don't even know what to fucking do right now. I'm not even going to count. <laughs> Alex in the fourth round. Talk to your strategy. See, see, see. Bro, I'm see struggling. I'm struggling. I'm not gonna cap. Oh my! All I'm say, all, all I'm say is, boys, in my mind, there's a heavy play. There's a heavy player that is still on the board that no one has taken. I'm unaware. <laughs> Uh, dude, this is bad. <laughs> um, I'm gonna fuck with V's, bro. Really? Yeah. Okay. 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 Fourth round pick from Detroit. I fuck with they rap style, so I'm gonna just I'm gonna go with that. You gonna go, you just gonna rock out with it? Mm-hmm. I bet. I think I'm familiar with a couple of his songs, but I'm not 100 percent sure. So I'm just we we going off on a we going on a prayer, bro. <laughs> we going on a prayer. Huh. Mm, mm, mm. All right, Compton. 
Moving I got a few choices, but I'm going to need some muscle on my team. I'm going to need oh, some fucking God. muscle. I know. I already know. Oh, yeah. We going with... I, I'm probably going to fuck his name. Jay Lee. Oh, I thought you were going to say... I thought you were... Jaleel, yeah. This motherfucker going with Jaleel? All right. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. This motherfucker... Ooh, for my fifth round, for my final pick, I ain't gonna lie. Final pick, I got bro. My final pick, my whole, this has been my whole anthem, this whole draft. <clears throat> don't play with, don't play with, don't play with, come on, baby, don't play with it. Lola Brooke. Give me Lola Brooke. Give me Lola Brooke, straight out of New York. I can't do a rap list without having someone from the Mecca. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. The fact y'all really let her left her off. Goddamn. Dude, I, I'm so fucking <clears throat> I don't know why. There's a couple people that y'all can still take. Yeah, I got a few choices. I feel like I already know where Comp and going. Yeah. I might. Yeah. I, I might. <laughs> oh, <Okay, laughs> fuck wait. She should be there with time. Okay. Uh, if you know that if you know that melody, then I think that that's Compton's next pick. I need a shoddy on my squad, bro. Hold on. Oh yeah, dude. Alex has no females right now. Which is very funny. Which is very funny considering Alex's backseat. Chill out, bro. I knew, I knew it was coming, bro. <laughs> Give me Lady London as my last pick, bro. Ooh, okay, okay. I'm fucking with her. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I'm cool with my squad. I'm walking away. I'm cool. I'm cool off this. We good. We good. Compton, who's your last pick? Oh, man, I got, I got to flip the coin. I got, I got to flip the coin. These are some great draft tactics we got going on here, boys. <laughs> All right, I got a point. Heads, Midwest, Tails, Swayze. I knew you were gonna. I knew you were gonna try and get Midwest. I yeah. I, fuck. Do I just go for it? <laughs> Fuck, I'm just going for Midwest. I'm going for Midwest. You had you had all the playroom you had in the world, bro. You had the whole list just for you. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, alright. So in the 2023 OMC XXL freshman draft, my team, Kenny Mason, Armani White, Ice Spice, Tia Corinne, and Lola Brooke. Alex, what's your team? Dude, your team is so fucking stacked, bro. Unfair. <laughs> team Joy Morales, Mavi, Central C. Cash Dami, V's, and Lady London. Uh, Compton, what's your team? Mike Dimes, Glorilla. Shit, who did I choose for the third? <laughs> uh, you chose Toby. Toby. Yeah. And then it was... Uh, wow, guys, I have the worst memory right now. Okay, you chose Jaleel in the fourth, and you chose Midwest last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I have oh, the worst God. team. My team is the worst. Jesus Christ. 
I don't know, bro. Like, all of our teams are pretty fucking stacked. All I would say is, like, the people vote in our team is so fucking OP right now. That's crazy. Like, that's that's actually insane. Hey, hey, all I would say is, my MVP right now for my team, she said it was good. Think about shit that I shouldn't have. This nigga got ice spice, bro. Ice spice and fucking. Like, God damn it. Kenny Mason and Ice Spice, bro? Like, what the fuck? I love the fact that the women are running my team. They are, though. No, Steel Steel the Draft was definitely Gorilla, bro, because that act that genuinely pissed me off. Because, like, no, Compton said that name, I was like, dude, what the fuck? I thought she was... I thought she was gonna be like round four. Like, and the, I was like, all right, bet, I'm gonna save her for round three and I'll be good. But no, nah, this nigga took her. Bro. <laughs> nah, I'm not gonna lie. Compton had me fucked up. That's what I'm saying, bro. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, thought, I thought she was like, or like late round four and I was like, all right, I'm gonna take her round three and I'll be good. This nigga took her early, bro. I said, no fucking way. Y'all slept on her. You can't do that. I slept on her way too hard, bro. I slept on her way too hard. Is- She's the only double. She's the only double XL freshman candidate who's Grammy nominated. Yeah, she's the only one. Yeah, that's why I went with it, bro. That's insane, oh, dog. And I'm cool. I'm cool with my list. I'm cool with my list. My list is fine. My list is solid. We have solid lists. I just, I had a terrible draft. I really think I could have played that better. Look, we gonna let the people decide. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Vote in the Instagram story. You feel me? Vote in the Instagram story. Who has the best decide. list, bro? Who has the best list? We gotta figure this shit out. Uh, All right, whoever whoever has the least uh, voted list, that has to be a punishment. I think it was. I was just gonna say we could let them go first next year, but I. <laughs> nah, what, what should the puni- what should the punishment be? Or should we let the fans decide? Yeah. <laughs> nah, cause they be on, they're gonna be on some different shit, bro. Gorilla, right, we'll just we'll, we'll decide the punishment off camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll decide the punishment off camera. Oh man, <laughs> this shit. That was fun though. That right. was fun. That was I like that. Yeah, and trust me, when the list drops uh, this summer, we will be talking about the freestyles, the ciphers. We'll do all that. Mm-hmm. Sadly. Yeah, I wasn't trying to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, bro, this was our attempt of making the double XL commentary a little bit more fun. Yeah. <laughs> this, this was definitely enjoyable, bro. I fuck with this. No, uh, for sure. Uh, okay. Now that we've done our draft and what we want and what we know we want to see for the double XL uh, draft for this year, who do we definitely know is ending up on the list? Who are our predictions, bro? Glow. I think yeah, Glow and Kenny are front runners. I don't want Ice Spice to be on the list because I feel like she already established herself and doesn't really need Double XL to actually like do anything. Yeah. So I feel like to give it to someone else who it maybe isn't as like focused on in the industry right now, I feel like that'd be a better move. So I hope I'd do that. Like Mavi, if it, if Mavi got the tennis spot, I'd be fucking happy. That's dude. That'd be very cool. Yeah. I'd be very happy with that as well. I think. So, so I, I definitely, definitely think, think that Ice Spice was gonna say no because she literally just got a Nicki Minaj feature, bro. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's cooling, bro. She's doing her own thing. Double XL is irrelevant for her right now. She has her own path, and it it doesn't it doesn't necessitate having a Double XL uh, appearance. So Tia Corinne, that's someone who I think definitely needs to be at least. That's someone who I think definitely might need it. Tia Corinne, and plus I think. 
Armani White has to be on there, in my opinion. Either him or Kenny Mason. They have to be on there. Yeah. Uh, of course, two of your team members have to be on there. Oh, for sure. Like, come on. It's a fan. Your team is stacked, bro. Like, that shit's crazy. Bro, I, 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 I think like Vanessa. I think like Vanessa. This nigga Sack. Bill Belichick, bro. Like, that's fucking insane. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm trying to figure out who's going to be my Brady. I think Ice Spice might be my Brady if that's the case. She might be, bro. I think Glow gonna be my uh, fucking. Uh, wow, why am I blanking on Chiefs quarterback? What the fuck, Mahomes? Mahomes. That's fucking crazy, bro. Oh, why did I forget the name? <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah. So those are our predictions of who we think is definitely gonna uh, end up on the list. And now let's get into our last topic of the episode, boys. So. I don't even have a fucking segue for this. There's a black and white joke somewhere in here, but we're reviewing the new half breed three pack. <laughs> I'm dead. Just, just more, like how, more logic content for the podcast. <laughs> we need to stop. Not for real. We need to stop. Oh my god. We need, we need to stop our logic bias from entering this for entering this podcast. No, he's it's because he keeps consistently dropping, bro, and it's like, but it's not that there's no one else to, to pick from. But like, it was a slow week. We did we we were thinking about reviewing the new uh Black Thought, but like having a full album review after doing a uh rap caviar review Not and the draft, bro. We was like, we're, we're gonna be fried. Our brand's gonna be fried. So we went with the smaller <laughs> three pack. Yeah, and it just happened to be Logic and Castro, so we're gonna be talking about that now. Shout, shout, shout out to Logic, Logic for always finding a way to drop when we're recording. Nah, <laughs> he's he's planning this shit, bro. Oh my god! If you're listening, we love you. We love you. <laughs> he said, "All right, Jimmy's- man, OMC dropping. I gotta put out some music now. Hold on." <laughs> <laughs> All right, but no, uh, Logic and C. Castro have officially formed a rap group together called Half Free, you know, because they're both mixed, just like this podcast. God damn it, that could have been a segue. Oh, anyway. yeah. Anyway, with that being said, they dropped the three pack, uh, I think, on Monday of this week. And yeah, let's just hop into it. Let's talk about our thoughts. Uh, Alex, you can start this all off. Vroom, vroom. That's all mm-hmm. I had to say. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Nah, dude. Th- I, when I heard that snippet on Instagram, I was like, okay, yeah, these niggas kind of cooking. And it was like, mm-hmm. that song is cool, and I like Logic's contribution to it, and I like Castro's contributions to it, but I feel like they kind of just made that song and didn't want to release it as a single, so they kind of just added two other songs to it that were kind of so-so, and they were just kind of like, all right, put a pack out, if I'm being completely yeah. honest. Like, Vroom Vroom is Does definitely like... The attention grabber, and it's like this is what niggas are gonna come for. And if they stay for, that's what she said in Game Six. That's cool too. But I'm glad that they, I'm glad they included them. I don't know if it's like they're just kind of working out that energy that they had on College Park because I do feel like if we're being completely honest, I feel like that could be looked at as a Logic and Castro collab tape. Mm-hmm. Ooh. If you look at it at a certain angle, because the contributions from Castro were very prevalent and like impactful on that on that album, so I, I did, did definitely. definitely t- 
I did definitely say that I think Castro bodied every verse of his on College Park except for Gatesburg freestyle. It was good, but he he ain't bodied the track. There were definitely better verses for him on the album, but I do think he did a good job on the freestyle as well. But it's like yeah, with this three pack, I definitely feel like they were working off that same energy. And I was kind of hoping that Castro would be more of like a voice on the other two songs, or actually all three of them in general, because I do feel like I mark my focus is more on logic just in general. But like, I guess that's that's kind of expected because it's fucking logic. But yeah, I did want to hear more from Castro on these Jones to make it feel like it's an actual like uh, collab uh, effort. Maybe like have him take the charge on one of the songs instead of like logic opening up for all of them. That could have been cool. Yeah, but that. It definitely would have been nice to see. It definitely would have been nice to see more of you know, more of him you know, kind of leading the pack instead of it just always being like an assist because then it starts to become formulaic. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just felt like uh, alley oops, pretty much, like every every single time. But the way I saw these, it was I wouldn't say they were throwaways from College Park, but like more so, I guess they just didn't fit. So, so that's, that's why they released this three pack is because yeah. they are like these are good songs and we want people to hear them, but it just didn't fit with College Park. So here's a three pack. So here's a three pack, and we're gonna start a group. Yeah. It was working off of that same energy they had in the College Park like studio uh, sessions. So yeah. <laughs> did anyone uh see the fuck? Did anyone see the room room video by any chance? I didn't see the music video, but I saw fucking um. Castro making the beat, which was fucking cool. Oh, you mean Six making the beat? Yeah, fuck. God damn it. Yeah. I was about to say, Castro made this beat? That's fire. That's what I was saying. I was like, unless, unless I heard some different shit. But, uh, yeah, nah, I think the Vroom Vroom video was cool. It was really, uh, it was really fun. It was dope to see, like, Logic and all of his brothers and, like, his dad out there. That was dope. Uh, oh, shit. Nice. But ta- yeah, but talking about the song itself, um, yeah, Vroom Vroom's definitely the standout. Yeah, it's not my favorite song off of this three pack. Let me be clear, but it is definitely the standout. Mm-hmm. What's your um, favorite? Because my favorite is "That's What She Said." Really, it is one of the few examples where I really, really like Logic singing voice. Mm. For me, so, that was more of a song where I was just like, "We're gonna switch it up and like just have like a different vibe for this three pack to give it more like diversity and like." more weight to it i guess so it's not like the same thing over and over because that definitely i w- it caught my attention i was like oh shit this is actually kind of cool like it like breaks the mold of like what you would kind of expect from these three i mean these these two so mm. yeah yeah no but like the thing is it's obvious that they're dropping this because you know they're, pr- they're pushing the tour right now castro's an opener you know everything going on so they're getting ready for a college park tour and they're like hey more content um uh but honestly to be completely honest after hearing castro body almost every feature he had on college park the last thing i wanted was more of him with logic i wanted a castro solo project literally like, like uh, if they had used this as like a bridge to have Castro be the lead and like Logic be given the alley oops and then lead that into a Castro solo album, that would have been fire. But like, yeah, I definitely still feel like this is more of just like a Logic and Castro's tagging along type beat. So, no, <laughs> yeah, I want to see, I want to see Castro do a lot more, but it just feels like 
uh, he either doesn't have the energy to do that or just uh, let me, I don't know. Let me not say this motherfucker doesn't have the energy because this motherfucker's yeah. been putting out a lot of content for a motherfucker yeah. that just got out of jail. Yeah. I I was just out of you were him? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just felt like he, he can't he just doesn't want to take charge, I guess, or it just feels like he can't under logic's weight. I don't know. There's just something lacking there with uh Castro. Mm. Yeah, and, and I think it's like he's we know like he's such an he, let me know he's such a great fucking spinner, bro. That like we know what he's capable of. But I don't want him to be boxed into like, okay, this is like lot like even though he literally was logic hype man, but like this is being logic man and that being like his whole like he doesn't need to stick under that umbrella. In my personal opinion. So it's like and the fact that he's not really taking the charge on this three pack, I'm just like, damn. That's yeah. All right. At least to take charge on one song would have been cool, but for having to just be like a feature, it feels like on all of them. It doesn't even feel like it's a collab like effort. It's just more like a Logic does the song, and then Cash shows on the, on the feature. Yeah, yeah, but <clears throat> it's still it's fine music. I'm cool with it, and like I'm gonna listen. I feel like Game Six is cool. I think it's I think that's what she said is my least favorite. Honestly, Game Six is cool, mm-hmm. and I like Room Room a lot. But I don't know how often I'm gonna come back to it. It's fine music. I just don't know. Like, I just feel like it's not gonna be on the playlist. Yeah, no. Nah. I think just the main focus is still College Park and like what they were doing on that. But this is like a cool like oh these these are some cool cutting off the cutting room floor songs. So Yeah. Nah, uh I'm not gonna lie. There's only one thing, like as much as I love Vroom Vroom, when Castro says protozoa zoom zoom, I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? She's looking at my cocoa puffs, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, she's looking at my Cocoa Puffs now. She's going cuckoo. I, I was like, okay, at least I got that. But like, yeah. God damn it. Uh, no, but I do. I did think this was a hard ass line for for the chorus. <sighs> Daddy calls it Maybach, but my baby calls it Vroom Vroom. I really thought about it. I was like, oh no, his son, that's why his son calls the car. Like, oh shit. I was like, oh wait. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know why that like. I don't know why that stuck out to me, but I was like, oh yeah, that's a hard ass line for the chorus. Just, just saying, room, room is just fun as shit in itself, bro. So they definitely, definitely got me with that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, I'm not sure. Hopefully, y'all will see us at the College Park tour soon uh, in June. Maybe we'll see how this goes. Yeah. But uh, overall, though, what are we rating the three pack for? For I want to give it a rating. You don't want to give it a rating? Like it's, it's. It's not that I don't take it seriously enough to give it a rating. I just feel like it's it's not like they didn't they didn't make it for that reason. You know what I'm saying? They were just making this to be like, oh, this is some extra stuff. So I don't want to give it like mm-hmm. a number. Like it's cool. Uh, it's it's cool. That's that's what I'll say about it. It's, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's there. Well, the only thing I will say is Castro. When we get that solo album, bro. Yeah. Stop playing. Quit playing. When we get that solo album, bro? Because he said it was. Dro- he said it might drop this summer. So if that's the case, drop that. Drop, shit. drop it now. Drop that shit and give it. Drop that shit and get at me for a feature. <laughs> but nah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the thing. I, mm, I, I, 
Maybe I expected too much out of this because I love the two of them together, but this is just, this feels like a diluted version of some of their like bigger, more like some of their doper collabs. Yeah. It's like they didn't have enough Kool Aid mix into the drink. Yeah. Like, is it? Whoa. Yeah. That kind of, that kind of sums it up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but nah, like if they took it back to the disgusting type era, bro, all the shit. Oh my god, I would. That's this this EP would have been insane for sure. But nah. Uh, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Open My Conversations. You feel me? It is your boy Steph? I love to. I would love to thank our producer. Compton and my co-host Joey Morales, otherwise known as Alex Reno, tapping in with me. You feel me? You know, giving us another great episode. Show. We should do more drafts. More yeah, drafts. Dude, that was actually yeah. really, I like that a lot. So we'll, we'll definitely keep that on the shelf. We'll keep that. We'll keep that in mind. Hey, shout out to uh, Ben and Henry on TikTok. We might have to do y'all things for the podcast. You feel me? Because they do, they do rapper drafts and shit like that all the fucking time. Like that whole fucking brand. Oh so, damn. <laughs> I was, I was like, like, we'll give credit where credit's due. You feel me? We might, we we might do that. Might do clap. But but nah, ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all for tapping into the pod. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. You know, stay safe. We wish y'all more peace and more prosperity. You know, just enjoy your motherfucking Sunday. You feel me? <laughs> Live, laugh, love, baby. Yes, sir. All right. Thank y'all for tuning in with us. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. More art coming soon. <laughs> I had to throw the plug in there at the last second, bro. I'm sorry. Oh, good. For sure.